All right, my friends, welcome back to your Bible book by book. I'm Pastor Luke, and this is the book of Acts. Acts uh, refers to the Acts of the Apostles, um, also the Acts of the Early Church. It's, uh, along with the Gospels, a uh, historical narrative. Um, where it differs a little bit is that the the Gospels are really all about the life of Christ, and the book of Acts kind of stands alone um, in this genre of historical narrative because it um, it's going to give you a bigger picture of what's going on in the world, um, but really what the church is doing and how the church is advancing. Um, before we get too much into that, uh, let me just explain a little bit about the authorship. Um, the book of Acts written by the evangelist Luke, um, and along with the Gospel of Luke, the only two books of the Bible um, in the whole Bible that are written by uh, a Gentile, a non-Jewish person. And so um, how we know that Luke and Acts are written by the evangelist Luke um, is interesting because uh, what some people don't know and, and uh, maybe haven't heard, um, I hadn't heard this until I was probably um, in, in college, that there are uh, New Testament books uh, that were written anonymously, the Gospels and Acts, as well as the book of Hebrews, none of them have um, an author named. The, the author doesn't name himself in any of those books, um, which uh, it could be surprising, but uh, what we do know from the Old Testament is that there were many books of the Old Testament that uh, were also written anonymously where the author doesn't give his name. So um, there's a lot of biblical precedent for that that practice. Um, it's, it's not actually alarming at all. Um, and so what we have done, though, is we've done a lot of, of work to try to understand and, and uh, uh, be detectives to, to discern who were the authors of these books. Luke and Acts, um, we actually have a lot more to go on than, than what you would have in uh, any other book. Um, and, and primarily uh, in the book of Acts, um, you have something very distinctive, very interesting, which is that uh, the author of the book um, actually um, places himself in the story in several different places. Um, and so in chapter 16, um, and we know precisely where the author comes into contact with Paul and begins to travel with him because uh, he actually says, um, he changes his narrative or he changes the way that he's talking about the group or about Paul's travels. And, and prior to Acts chapter 16, um, he, he talks about Paul um, and his companions as they and them. Um, and then um, in Acts chapter 16, starting in verse 6, 7, 8, uh, right in there. Um, and we, so what we know is that, um, that Luke joins the group in Troas. Uh, in verse 8, so passing by Mycenae, they went down to Troas. And uh, that's where Paul gets his vision. And then uh, when Paul had seen the vision immediately, uh, we sought to go on into Macedonia. And so in Troas, in, in chapter 16 of Acts, is where Luke joins the group. And throughout the, the, the whole rest of the chapter, um, Luke talks about himself as being part of the group. He talks about the group as we and us. Uh, chapter 17, he reverts back to they and them. And so he leaves the group. Paul and his companions continue to travel. 
Um, he picks up the we and us uh, verbiage in chapter 20. Um, and so he's rejoining the group again, uh, traveling with Paul and his uh, missionary group, uh, continuing on there. So uh, what you have is this distinction that, that Luke is, is ba- making it very clear uh, that uh, when and where he is part of the group traveling. Uh, Paul mentions Luke in a couple of letters in 2 Timothy and Philemon as uh, being one of his companions. And so through the process of deduction, um, there's a, a pretty confident understanding that Luke is the author of Luke and Acts. Um, and so with that, um, you have something that is really important about uh, the book of Acts, which is, and also the, the gospel of Luke, that, that Luke's um, perspective or his information or his authority uh, for these books, for this scripture, uh, comes from Paul. And uh, that is the, the source where, where Luke gets the majority. He's also a detective in, in a sense of he's going to investigate and interview people and get more um, comprehensive knowledge and understanding of what's going on. Um, of particular insights, uh, but primarily he gets uh, his information from Paul. And so that is uh, a big reason why the book of Acts uh, does focus on the, the life, the conversion, and the ministry of Paul is because that's Luke's primary source. Uh, in the book of Acts, what you have is kind of a parallel between the ministry of Peter and the ministry of Paul. Um, but uh, you're, you're going to see that the uh, majority of uh, the stories and the progression of the story of the, the spread of the church is going to be found uh, in Paul's ministry. And so um, th- why that's important for the Gospel of Luke, and, and uh, this is something that uh, you can go back and listen to that podcast as well, um, but uh, it's important for the Gospel of Luke because that's where you understand Paul had um, had said that he did not receive the gospel from any man, but that he had received it from Jesus himself. And so Luke has the authority uh, to write a very um, uh, substantial gospel um, account uh, because um, he, even though he was not personally an eyewitness, um, he is um, connected to somebody who received the gospel from Jesus himself. And so uh, he becomes basically Paul's uh, scribe or his, his writer, his ghost writer. Um, and so that's uh, just something that to kind of keep in the back of your mind when you're reading through Acts is that uh, Luke is recounting it uh, from Paul's perspective, and, and he's doing that for a particular reason. Um, and, and some of that also kind of goes into the, um, the theology of conversion, uh, which is that uh, because Luke is, is so um, influenced by Paul, uh, Paul's conversion is very dramatic. Paul, uh, he, he is, um, encounters Jesus uh, while he's persecuting the church. And it actually says uh, that Paul was was breathing threats against the church. And, and what that means is um, it, it, it means that he lived on a, a hatred for the church, that uh, he, he actually thrived on 
a desire to destroy it. And so he was going on missionary journeys to destroy the church. And while he's uh, on a missionary journey to destroy the church, um, he encounters the risen Christ on the road to Damascus. And so he's blinded, and uh, Jesus uh, confronts him and says, why are you persecuting me? Um, and so that is the, the moment that Paul is, is converted. And, and not only is he uh, converted, but he becomes the, the greatest champion uh, for the growth of and the spread of the church that the church really in history has, has probably ever known. He, he uh, makes inroads into many countries all over the world uh, with the gospel and uh, becomes uh, really uh, a, a verbal um, an articulate champion for the gospel. Um, and so the reason why he's so verbal and uh, articulate is because he was a trained scholar in the Old Testament. And uh, Paul could um, go back and study the Old Testament with a view of Jesus being the Messiah um, and make a lot of sense from uh, the Old Testament scriptures uh, that uh, clarified, you know, how the gospel um, could be uh, basically fulfilled in the, the life of Jesus, that the Messiah and, and the understanding of the Savior uh, being Christ uh, through the, the testimony, the witness of the Old Testament, um, was really clarified through Paul's, uh, his ministry and his theology that is going to... Um, impact the the majority of the rest of the New Testament, that as we go through the rest of the books of the Bible, we're going to see that uh, Paul's letters and his theology um, are the majority of, of the letters and the theology that, uh, that we are given. Um, God had chosen Paul for a very particular reason, uh, because Paul was so uh, knowledgeable of the Old Testament and Scripture uh, that he could he could articulate it so well. Uh, the other apostles, you know, Peter and James and John, uh, who also write in the New Testament, um, are going to uh, have a, a very um, huge impact on theology as well um, in, in their um, their letters. But what we're going to see is that there's this this combination of of deep scholarship and then practical. Um, the outworking of Jesus's life. And so Book of Acts um, can be understood as basically uh, through some cycles. And there's a couple of different cycles that you kind of want to pay attention to when you're reading the Book of Acts. First of all, in Acts chapter 1, we're given um, really the scope and the outline of what Acts is going to be about. Jesus um, calls his disciples together before he ascends into heaven, and he says, wait for power. Uh, and so the power of the Holy Spirit is going to be the, the determining factor for conversion. Um, but he also says that uh, the gospel will spread this way. It's going to start in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and then to the ends of the earth. And so what you see as the pattern in uh, the book of Acts is that this is uh, the, the scope and the sequence of how the gospel spreads in Jerusalem, Judea. Judea is a region. It's the region around Jerusalem. It's the southern part of Israel. Um, Samaria is north of uh, Judea um, and then uh, to the ends of the earth. And so all throughout uh, the Roman Empire, uh, we're going to see the gospel spread. And that's, that is what we find in the, the book of Acts, that that is the pattern for how the gospel 
goes. Um, but also, there's uh, another um, cycle that we see um, in the book of Acts, which can be stated this way, that there's proclamation, so the gospel is preached, uh, there's acceptance, and usually right away, and in, in, in um, uh, the, the first part of Acts where you have the day of Pentecost, Peter preaches in the temple, and 3,000 are saved in one day. So this is one of those patterns. You see the gospel proclaimed, there's a, a widespread acceptance, and then um, almost immediately there's an attack. There's a persecution that breaks out uh, that uh, goes against uh, the leaders, primarily the apostles or, or those preaching the gospel. Uh, then there's deliverance um, from God. There's a, a unique um, spiritual um, and supernatural deliverance. God is going to protect his church. He's going to make sure that that uh, his ministry and his advancement doesn't uh, cease. And then uh, after the deliverance, there's going to be a, a greater advancement of of the message and of the, the church. Uh, you see that pattern over and over and over. Proclamation, acceptance, attack, deliverance, and then advancement. Um, you see that repeated uh, throughout Paul's missionary journeys. Uh, wherever he goes, that seems to be the pattern. Uh, he'll proclaim the gospel. There will be some acceptance. There will be an attack, either personally or against the gospel. Uh, there will be some type of, of uh, miraculous or even um, non-miraculous deliverance. Um, Paul at one point is lowered in a basket um, uh, to escape persecution outside uh, the, the city wall, and then he, he escapes persecution. Uh, in another case, Paul is actually persecuted to the point where they stone him outside the city, and there's a question whether or not Paul um, is killed in that stoning and whether he rose from the dead or um, if they stunned him and God miraculously just spared his life. Um, but anyway, he, he is spared supernaturally, and then he goes back into the city uh, where they had just persecuted him, and uh, there's an advancement of the gospel again. And so you see these patterns throughout the book of Acts that the major point, the major issue of Acts is conversion, um, is that uh, God is going to get the message of uh, the Messiah, the good news of Jesus uh, into the world, that there will be uh, a need for people to respond to that. Uh, when they respond, uh, there's a conversion. They, they will receive the Holy Spirit, uh, they'll be changed, and then they will then participate in continuing to advance the gospel. And so the apostles, uh, the uniqueness of their ministry is that they were not pastors. They didn't stay in one place very long. They went into a location, they proclaimed the gospel, um, they would raise up leaders and allow for the, convert, the converted uh, to then take that gospel message throughout the rest of their community. They would leave and go to another community and continue that pattern. And so that was the, the acts of the apostles, uh, that no matter what uh, nationality, no matter what location, uh, ethnicity, or religion that people were uh, that they were being told, um, that they were being uh, invited into a, a new life in Christ. And wherever the gospel was proclaimed, there were some who received it and there were some who rejected it. Uh, but then the, the kingdom overall uh, advanced. And what you see throughout history is that uh, that kingdom advancement uh, continues. It's not necessarily 100% uh, accepted, 
wherever the gospel is preached, there's still the same pattern. Some will receive, some will reject, uh, but God is still in charge of his church, and he is protecting it, and uh, he will advance it uh, throughout history. And so uh, that is the book of Acts. And again, uh, I invite you and encourage you, if you haven't read it lately, uh, get back into it. It's your Bible, book by book.